Welcome back to NFL Rants and Raves. I'm Stephen Miranda. I'm Steve Fry. On Tuesday, September 17th, 2019, episode 15.07, the week three show. Week two has become the injury weekend in the NFL as two big-name quarterbacks go down to injury. The G-Men are also making a change at quarterback, and I'm going to tell you why that is a huge mistake. Steve, sidekick here, continues to stay hot in the weekly pickup segment and takes the first challenge game. How does that feel, Steve? It feels really good. Did you take the first challenge game last year after our stupid tie? I believe I did, yes. Dang it. But I won the whole thing. Yes. Yeah, so and we still need we, to come up with a punishment. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. If, if we wait long enough, then we'll just offset because I'll win this year. <laughs> Week three has some interesting matchups where the Patriots are 22.5-point favorites over the Jets and the Cowboys are 21.5-point favorites over the Dolphins. Yikes! When was the last time two teams were favored by 20-plus points in the same weekend? You know what? Let's get you ready for week three and chomp it in! Bringing American football to the world. It's Steven Miranda and Steve Fry with NFL Rants and Rays. See, it's questions like this, Steve, where I wish we had a researcher. Where I could just say, when in the world was the last time two teams were favored by 20-plus points on the same weekend? I'm trying to find you that answer. I know. I'm thank you. I, I saw you furiously when I asked the question to get out there. That's why I said the whole research thing. But we're going to just put that aside for now. We will get to all the Week 3 games. But let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers losing quarterback Big Ben Roethlisberger for the entire season with an elbow injury. How devastating does that have to be? Not only you starting the season 0-2, now you don't have your number one signal caller. He's already said that he wants to come back for next year. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, no. He's, well, he's, I, been I, a, he's, he's at that stage where he might, he might – if he doesn't recover from this, he might decide he's going to retire. But True, but he's, he said that um, – so here's the statement that uh, Ben Roethlisberger released on Steelers.com. He said, I've been informed that I need season-ending injury on my elbow to continue to play football at the level I expect. This is shocking and heartbreaking for me to miss this much of a season and feel like I'm letting down so many people. I can only trust God's plan, but I'm completely determined to battle through this challenge and come back stronger than ever next season. The Steelers committed three years to me this offseason, and I fully intend to honor my contract and reward them with championship-level play. I will do all that I can to support Mason and the team this season to help win games. I love this game, my teammates, the Steelers organization, and fans, and I feel in my heart that I have, not, that I have a lot left to give. So that's the statement. He's coming back. He feels, look, you guys, you guys extended me for three years. I'm going to honor that contract. I'm gonna, he's going to go. He's going to have a surgery. He'll rehab. He'll get back. And that's great for future Steelers. But now we got Steelers this season in 2019 that no longer have Antonio Brown. And based on, you know, every – I might number Antonio Brown. I might. Later on in the show, he may become he who must not be named. We don't talk about him the whole rest of the season just with the new stuff that has surfaced. But aside from that, he's gone from the team, and I would say good riddance. Yes. No Le'Veon Bell. He's performing quite admirably before the Jets. Mm-hmm. He's probably the bright spot on that Jets yeah, team right now. he's still entertaining to watch, even exactly. though he doesn't have an offensive line blocking for him. And 
And now you don't have your signal caller. So before you were like, yeah, we're going to be fine because we still got Ben and we don't need those other two guys. Well, now here comes Mason Rudolph. You got a whole new question mark at the position at quarterback. And I really have to say I am shocked that Juju Smith-Schuster and James Washington have not been bigger impacts in the games that they've been played so far. It, so in, in a question as far as what does that mean for the Steelers, yeah. I, I'm really curious about this one. This, this is going to be a very interesting week because Rudolph didn't have that bad of a, a game. Right. It was I mean he was twelve and nineteen, hundred and twenty hundred and twelve yards, two touchdowns and an interception. He kept them in the game against Seattle. Yeah, and it and it's not like they they just pivoted completely to a run game because we have a total of sixteen carries for eighty one yards and a touchdown for the for all of the running backs for the, right. the Steelers. So No, he, it, they're gonna expect they, Rudolph to throw the football. Right. That's, and and he held up admirably. So I, while I don't think he's going to replace Roethlisberger right. and his production and his ability to call a game and to 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 manage a game, it's going to be interesting to see if he can if he can maintain some of that, and that the Steelers won't fall back as much as we are fearing they will. Are we just handing this division to the Baltimore Ravens? I mean, do you hand it? Look, Cincinnati's a, a dumpster fire. Yep. Cleveland has made some strides, but. Eh. I mean, they struggled against the Jets for, you know, three quarters last yeah, night. We still haven't figured out who the Browns yeah, are. Yeah, we have no idea who they are. I mean, I'm ready to hand the keys to the kingdom to the Baltimore Ravens. I, I'm not ready for that. You're not ready for that because it's they, week two and they, we're just barely going to week three. Well, they, they just hosted the Arizona Cardinals and only won by, what, six? Yeah, six points. Six point, I mean, yeah. they didn't. They didn't. Blew my, blew my, right. my lock last week. Thanks, Sorry. Baltimore. Yep. Well, once again, it's you know they took they they took a lead. It was pretty big. They were covering the sp- the spread, and then it's like shutting it down. Almost it seemed like there at the end of the game, I, the teams are playing. Hey, we're gonna win the football game, and I'm gonna take an ugly win over a forty three to zero whooping that the Patriots on the Dolphins. Right. I think the Patriots are the only team in the National Football League who like, you know, we're playing for points. I don't care if we're up by 30. I'm still going to throw the football and score more on you. We're, we're going to continue to play the game plan we came here. Just yep. because you can't stop us doesn't mean we're going to decide we're gonna to stop. We're going to stop. We're right. going gonna to put the pedal to the metal, and we're going to knock yeah, you I com- out. I commented to you yesterday, uh, last week after the recording that I, I'm pretty confident the Patriots is going to go under. It did. Not yeah. by a lot. Barely. But Barely, we thought yeah. the Patriots could cover that by themselves. And they almost it did. did. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, that that's I mean that's how they play football right now. Uh, they've always played football like that under Bill Belichick. They they don't care yeah. what the score is; they're going to score. They're gonna, if they have to run it up, they will run it up. But I don't know. I, I, I think, don't know that I the division look, is the is the Baltimore's Ravens to lose. Two and, oh, and they've looked pretty good doing it, even with the little hiccup against Arizona. Like, look, Arizona is not going to lie down for anybody. You know. They're, they may not be the best team in that conference, in that division, but they're not going to lie down for anybody. They're going to be in a lot of football games. I mean, they tied with the Lions, right? I mean, in a game they had no business winning. So they're not going to lay down for anybody. They're a little bit better than I think a lot of people are, are giving them credit for. Um, but, yeah, I think Balt- I think it's Baltimore's to win. I, I don't – unless Cleveland – let's see. Look, here's a big test for the Cleveland Browns. You're at home against the defending NFC champion, Los Angeles Rams. How are you going to do? 
How are you going to play? Because if they played how they played against the Jets last night, they're going to get smoked. Yes. So they have to show me something here. Well, that and so with the Ravens, it's they've got their their six divisional games. Yes. Let's say they beat the the Bengals both games and they split between the Steelers and the Browns. Okay. Okay. So that's you give them four more wins. They're up at six wins right, right. now. Six wins, two losses in there. The remaining non-divisional games at the Steelers, Patriots. Wait, Steelers is a divisional game. Skip I, that. I'm sorry. I meant, I meant the Seahawks. Okay. S is confusing. Seahawks is. Yes. At, at, well, it's three weeks from now. Three but weeks it's, from now, yeah. Uh, three or four weeks from now. They got so, the I'm Chiefs sorry. this week. They, right. They've got at the Chiefs, at the Seahawks, Patriots, Texans, Rams, 49ers who are looking pretty good. So that's a lot of their non-divisional right. schedule as they, they go through. They got a tough non-divisional so schedule. So they're going to have to pull a couple of those victories off. They're going to have to show that they can play with those some of those more elite teams that I right. think than the Ravens are to, to win the division. Otherwise, I think the Steelers can stay in this. I think the Browns can stay in this, and it's not necessarily just giving them the keys to the, the division now. Question. Do you have the Steelers winning this week? I I do not. Neither do I. That's 0-3. Stick a fork in them. They are done. I, I'm just I, saying. I'm just saying. If, if I'm a Ravens fan today, I am feeling a whole lot better sure. than I was yesterday. Of course. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I. If I'm putting money on it, I honestly yes, I think the Ravens are are the likely team to run away with the division. I'm just. I don't know that we've seen enough from, from the, the Steelers right. now with a new quarterback. Oh, no, I, can I, they can they play at a level close to what they were going to? I guess what I love here about the Pittsburgh organization is everybody's saying the right thing from Mike Tomlin to Juju Smith-Schuster. Every interview is like, I don't think we're going to miss a beat with, with you know, uh, uh, Mason. I think we're going to be okay. I think offense is going to be okay. I think, uh, you know, as a team we're going to be okay. Yeah, let me see it. I want I want you to see it this week. You're on the road. Coming all the way across the country to San Francisco, 49ers have been looking pretty good. They totally surprised me last week. Um, Okay, enough for the Steelers there. Enough bad news. Bad news for the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees, I was at the game. I didn't even see the injury. All I know is next thing is like, hey, that's Teddy Bridgewater out there. What's going on? Um, So that's one of the not benefits of – being at home watching on TV, you don't get to hear what's going on. You just know speculation. You know, he's out, and you got to go to the phone and figure out, oh, he's out, he hurt his thumb. You, you and 60,000 other people right. going to your phone at the same time. And I did, however, because I was on the visitor sideline, I was on the same side. I did actually see him trying to pick up that football, and he literally dropped it immediately like that hurt. I yeah. mean, it it hurt it, me. It was, it was like a hot potato <laughs> when he dropped it. It, <laughs> it. it hurt me watch him try to pick up the football and then just let it go immediately because yeah. that, that hurt him. Um, I feel bad for the Saints, but I think if any team in the National Football League right now can absorb that hit for five, six weeks, it's the New Orleans Saints. What I saw from Teddy Bridgewater is, look, I haven't been out here in a while, but he made some good throws. He made some good runs. And I think once he starts getting full weeks to prepare for these games, I don't think the New Orleans Saints are going to be that bad. I don't know if I want to take them this week on the road in Seattle. but Or the week after when they host the Cowboys. <laughs> exactly. But after that, they might win some football games. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got a rough schedule before Breeze gets back. Yeah, so they, it's they, going to be tough. If, if, they, if they win 30% three of those three. games. they got to go 3-3. Three and three. 
I don't even think they're going to do that. They got to go three and three. Give of, me the next six those, weeks. Uh, at Seattle, Seahawks, Cowboys, home to Dallas, the Buccaneers, at Jags, at Bear, <coughs> excuse me, at Chicago. So that's two. So let's just do those four. That's two and two. I see. So now what are the last two? Bears, at the Bears. Yep. And then hosting Arizona. Three and three is possible. It, very possible. Yes, but you're you're counting on Bridgewater being able to lead them to victories against. The Buccaneers, Jags, and Cardinals. Very possible. It, possible. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know that I put money on that until no, I, I, until I see how it. he performs on on Sunday at Seattle. Look, they're one and one. If somehow they can get out of those six weeks, three and three, and they go into four and four, the last half of the uh, you know the latter part of the season, final eight games, they're at four and four. They're still competing to to get to the playoffs. But if they go one and five, or God forbid, zero oh and six during the stretch, it's over. You ain't you ain't going to the playoffs at you know one and seven, it, right? Or it'll be very difficult to sneak into the playoffs. So let's uh, let's look out there for the Saints. Final piece of news: the New York Giants finally have grown the big cojones and benched quarterback Eli Manning in favor of rookie quarterback Daniel Jones. It's too early. I. Here's my problem with this move right now. You don't have Sterling Shepard. Evan Ingram is a little bit banged up. You don't really have anybody for this guy to throw the football to. And you're going to send him to start his first game on the road at Tampa Bay with a much-improved Tampa Bay Buccaneer defense. You're, like, literally throwing this kid to the Lions with no help. Why Why not send Eli out against Tampa Bay for one more game? And then week four, when you're at home against the Washington Redskins, a defense that has been torched over the last two weeks, maybe you get Sterling Shepard back and he has a wide receiver to throw the football to. You put him in a better situation. You are putting him in an awful situation right now. And he is going to have to rely literally – on Saquon Barkley to do the whole thing. You know what I'm doing on the Bucks? I'm putting 10 guys on the line of scrimmage to stop Saquon Barkley and daring you to beat me with Dan Jones throwing the football. So there, there's a lot of me that says put the best player on the field. And right now, Eli is not – he's not the best quarterback. He's not showing it, no. That we've seen. Now, put Daniel Jones in a live regular season game. We'll see how well he holds up uh, for the whole game. But do you really have any expectations that the Giants in that division are going to do anything? No. So, so at is- that point, leave Jones with the clipboard on the sidelines learning, observing, seeing how a season goes. Give him the ability to, to gain knowledge and a comfort level of, of the playbook before you throw him to any Wolves, whether it be – whether it be the Redskins, whether it be Tampa Bay, whether it be anyway, whoever, right, but just—I right. mean, short of Eli getting I like hurt, how you throw people to wolves and I throw people to lions. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's great, but no, I, I but I agree with you. I, I think I I just think on the road against a, a tough defense is not where you want to put the kid because now look, now let's say he goes out against Tampa Bay, and let's just say over the next three weeks he goes out against Tampa Bay and Washington, whoever they play in Week Five. And he stinks. He's awful. 
He's horrible. Yeah. You can't go back to Eli. No, no. And and the problem is you had since since the draft, this draft pick was criticized by Giants fans roundly. I mean, nobody understood Left why right. this was happening. Yes. Then suddenly he comes out of the preseason and looks phenomenal. Everybody now suddenly like we're excited about. It. Now we're wondering as Giants fans why why we're even starting Eli. Right. So to your point, if he goes out and lays an egg this week, now it's I mean, now what do we do? Yeah. You you have and, nowhere to go. Nobody's that's happy. What I think it's if you more give him likely, more time to learn, I mean, didn't he, Mahomes sit be for a season ready. before he came out and, and started? What's that? Mahomes sat for a season. Yeah, didn't he did. He? Absolutely. Guy and Alex Smith. Yeah. So pull that. Let him learn the system. Let him see how things play. Observe the speed of the game. Maybe play some garbage time, and then have him start next season. I so I'm usually and he could be ten times better. I'm usually a guy of like let the dude learn. Put him on the football field. Let's see what he's got. But if you're going to do that, do it to start the season. Give him the whole season to – I mean, that's what I loved about Troy Aikman. Literally, his first season in the NFL was garbage. He was awful. But the dude's got three Super Bowl rings, right? Yep. He learned by fire, and he picked it up fast. And after that, he was hungry, and he's like, I'm not going to play that poorly anymore. Played great, okay? There are some guys who start. Right off the bat, and they look great. Look at Dak; his first season, it's phenomenal. Took the Cowboys to the playoffs in a in a year that nobody even had any idea that the Cowboys were going to be that good. So it works both ways. But in this situation, I think the Giants either needed to start Daniel Jones from the very beginning, week one, or hold him off at least half season. Let him learn for eight, nine, ten games before you put him out there. Now you're putting him out really early. It's week three. He has to perform or all the questions are going to start coming. And they've got a tough schedule. Because there's really no good yeah, place to stick him if you're gonna if you're gonna start him with a week or two or three of easy, easy ish games. He's at the Bucks, host the Redskins, host the Vikings, Oof. at the Patriots, host the, the Cardinals. These are all pretty good defenses at, right now. At the Lions, host the Cowboys, at the Jets Jets. I want to start in the Jets game. (laughs) That's fine. At Bears, at Packers, versus the Packers, at Eagles. After the Jets game? Yeah, that's tough. You're right. There's really no two or three game stretch where you could stick him in and give him a chance to warm up. He's got one game, single games in there, and then he goes up two games against good teams. Yeah. I don't don't believe the the Giants are doing him any favors here. Uh, All the best to Daniel Jones. This week against Tampa Bay. We'll see. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. It's time for a little mini rant before we get on to our week three picks. I say mini, so you got to keep me mini, all right? You're not saying Steve. mini on this topic. How long you want? Give me 60 seconds. Ooh, okay. All right. I am tired of the state of officiating in the National Football League. They just can't seem to get out of their own way right now. I am literally live at the Rams-Saints game, the game that needs to be perfectly executed by the officials because of what happened in the NFC Championship game. They should not make any mistakes on this football game. I am there. The score is 3-3. They strip Jared Goff. It's scooped up by the Saints. They run it back for a touchdown. 
Guess what happens? The stupid officials blow the whistle and stop the play, and they say, yeah, yeah, you can challenge it. Yeah, it's a fumble. We'll give you the ball. But the touchdown doesn't count because we blew the whistle inadvertently, and there's the first big mistake of the game. Crushing the Saints when they just had the momentum and taken it, and guess who knows what happens after that. It becomes 10-7 Saints on the road, different dynamics of the football game, ruined by a bad call, by officiating. Let's go to Green Bay, Minnesota. You know I was going to bring this up. If you weren't, I was. And Here's a call. The Packers benefited benefited from every single one of these. But this was not a call that was supposed to be overturned by the stupid pass interference instant replay thing. It was supposed to be a clear and obvious shove a la Rams Saints in the NFC Championship game last year. Not a pass where it's a touchdown and then the, the booth. This isn't even a challenge by the coach. The booth calls down and says, you need to review that. Why? Nobody said anything about any pass interference. Oh, yeah. Dalvin Cooks called for offensive pass interference. Take the touchdown off the board. Change the dynamic of a football game for a rule that was implemented this season but not for these little ticky-tack calls. It was for the clear and obvious call. So these officials, and, and right now what I hate about the NFL is that all the officials, whether it's past officials, whether it's the current head of officiating, they're all saying, yeah, we blew it. Stop telling me that you're blowing calls. That's what you did last year at the end of the NFC Championship game at the end of that game. We blew the call. I know you blew the call. I freaking saw it with my own eyes. Once again, I see it with my own eyes and feel I'm yelling, that's a touchdown. Everybody's like, no, no, no. That's a touchdown. It is fumbled. It is picked up. And then it's like, yeah, then you hear it. There was an inadvertent whistle. Oh, you got to be kidding me. These officials have to get themselves straight. I've been preaching it for years. Make them full-time officials to where they know the letter of the law. And every official by now should know that if it's a turnover, all turnovers get reviewed. Let it be a turnover. Let the play play out. Let it finish because if it is a turnover, you didn't stop the play. If it's not a turnover, guess what? It gets overturned because it gets reviewed. Every turnover gets reviewed. Why do they not know this? Why is it not? It, why does a fan, me, sitting up in the stands, know more than an official who's getting paid $80,000, $100,000 to officiate that football game? That's, that's my rant. They need to do something about the officials, and they need to do something about it now. Amen. Thank you very much for letting me. I, I, I let you go for like two and a half minutes. Darn now. it. I thought it was 60 seconds, no. but I, I knew it wasn't going to be 60 seconds. No. We, we never had any intent of that actually being 60 <laughs> seconds. Quick rant. But, but relative to many of your other rants, that was that was pretty We short. went on a lot longer about what the Steelers are going to do going forward, <laughs> whether true. the Ravens are going to win the division. So. All right, let's get to it. Week three is upon us two games away from Thursday Night Football, where the Tennessee Titans play the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Minshew. Gardner Minshew. I don't even know how to say yeah, the dude's name. He's growing on me, just not for this game. Because, I, look, offensively, the, the Jags, they're stale. I don't, I don't, I'm trying to find a better word than stale, but they're stale, man. Tennessee's going to be pissed at how they lost that game last week to the Indianapolis Colts. 
I think that Tennessee is going to go into Jacksonville and they're going to take the air out of that stadium before the game even starts, and they're going to roll. Assuming that Mariota plays, which I mean, he's he's probable. So yeah, he's. We're, yeah. we're fairly certain he will. Then yeah, I, I'm completely in agreement that that the Titans are going to go in, exact some revenge from a bad week last week, yep. and and there's really nothing the Jags are going to do. Now, if for some reason, that probable switches to something else. It's a who who knows. Right. Well, it, yeah. If Mariota if Mariota does not play, I still I'm still not even sure I change this game. I still think I take the Titans. Just in a closer football game, um, the Jags will will right in the ship. But I I don't know. It's it's the only excitement that the Jags had coming into the season was hey we're gonna give our offense a shot with Nick Foles, and that's not happening until Nick Foles comes back. What they're saying week seven week eight, um, and Gardner Minshew. As much as I want to get behind that name. I just can't. We'll get behind him next week. <laughs> All yeah, right. Mar- Mariota is not uh, questionable or probable anymore. It's just there's no mention on the injury chart of him, so he's 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 going to be playing. Somehow, Lady Edith is on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm we're, just we're, we're go, quite confused about her picks this week. I, I'm just going to go on record now that I think Lady Edith wins six games at most this week. Six. I'm giving her six. That's. I'm going to buy her. As a matter of fact, you tell her when you when she wakes up tomorrow that if she wins more than six games this week, I will buy her an ice cream cone. More than six or six or more? More than six. More than six. I, think I don't she'll think get, she's going to get six. I think she could get six. I think she could get six. I'm not sure she's getting <laughs> six out of this. All right. She's got Jacksonville. You and I have the Tennessee Titans. Sunday morning, 1 p.m. afternoon on the East Coast. A nod to our Midwestern <laughs> listeners. That's right. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals travel to Buffalo to face the Bills. <laughs> For the first time in three weeks, the Bills don't have to travel within New York to play football games. <laughs> but the 2-0 and Bills host the Cincinnati Bengals. And I like the Bills. I like the Bills again. I, I just, I'm sorry, I have to, because of your comment of not traveling within the state. <laughs> Did you did you happen to see Allen's press conference after the game? No, I didn't. What did he say? Some some reporter kept asking him, you know, in New York, you think you know so and so is doing really well, is the best quarterback or something. He's like, well, I'm in I'm New in York. York. <laughs> it was like three times. He's like, no, dude, I'm in New York too. Well, in New York City, okay. So then they went in New York City, blah blah blah. And I can't remember what the question was, but it was in New York City. Blah, 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 blah. And, and therefore the best in New York. No, dude, I am in New York. And then I, it was like after the third time he said, I'm just messing with you. And he went on to answer the question. But <laughs> oh, I wish I would have seen that. I'm going to have to go look it up now because I don't know if you saw, Steve. So I tweeted out last week to all this. I'll tell all the listeners. I did a kind of like a week one recap with some of the best quotes of the week. Did, <laughs> I did, missed that one. See, okay. So um, go out to NFLRNR.com. It's uh, on the feature segment. It's, it's basically so in a couple, and hopefully before Thursday night football, I will recap week two with the best quotes from the week. My favorite from last week was they a reporter asked Ben Roethlisberger what he thought of Antonio Brown now being with the New England Patriots, and he just responded with, "Whatever." <laughs> <laughs> that's it, <laughs> whatever. And I was like, "That's it." And not, eh, 
Everybody knows enough is enough sometimes. Hum number. I'm telling you, it's right around the corner. Um, but I like Buffalo. I like Buffalo win this one. Cincinnati Bengals, look, I tried to get – I was like, hey, you know they're going to be at home. They're really going to play out. And that team, everybody wanted to, to blame their head coach last year. Yeah, no, it, that team is just bad. Yes. They're not disciplined, and I don't think they go on the road and beat somebody. They can't go – Maybe they'll they win can't some win home at games, home. They're not gonna win. They're not gonna win the road. I got the Buffalo Bills. I, I'm with you. I got the Bills. Uh, nothing course, really to add there. <laughs> Lady Edith has the Cincinnati Bengals. What? That's right. She has Cincinnati. We'll move on to Indianapolis, where the Indianapolis Colts host the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> All right. See, I will. I tried to be on the Atlanta Falcon bandwagon early in Week One. Didn't quite happen. Last week I was on them again, and they excited me, mostly because they knocked out a rival, right, in Philadelphia Eagles. Now they go on the road. They got to show me that they can play football the way they play in Atlanta. When they're in that dome, when they're in that stadium, they play ball, and they're fast, and they're quick, and they do a good job. They got to show me that they can go to outside of their stadium and play the same type of football I'm taking them this week because they're at Indianapolis, which is kind of it was a dome. So it's going to be another fast carpet. I'm thinking the Atlanta Falcons. I still think Jacoby Brissett, he's, he's trying, and he got the win last week. They, they hustled, and they played, and they fought, and they scrapped. I just don't think they're at the level of where the Atlanta Falcons is. I'm going to take the Falcons. And, and I'm, I'm looking at this as Indianapolis' first home game of the season. I think they're going to be ready to go. They're going to be pumped up. They're going to have breakfast in their own beds. You know what I mean? Yep. In their own Season houses, over. and they're they're going to be they're going to be ready to go. And and I don't think Atlanta, kind of to your point, I don't know that they travel that well. Very well. Even though it's a dome, I don't. I I've got the Colts in this one. The Colts are two point favorites. It opened at two and a half. It's currently two, and I'm getting points with Atlanta. I was close to making this my lock of the week. I'm not. I'll give you my lock of the week at the end of the show. But I, I would put money on the Atlanta Falcons getting points in this game. All right. I've got Atlanta. You've got the Indianapolis Colts. And Lady Edith, of course, you know, because she's on my side, has the Atlanta Falcons. See, one may, of the, one may, of the six Maybe games. that should be <laughs> one of the reasons why the Colts are going to win the game. <laughs> one, of the, one of the six games. She's going to win right there. The All right, that's Falcons. one. All right, moving on to Dallas, where the Dallas Cowboys are favorite by 21 and a half points over the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Do we need to say anything but Cowboys? No. Cowboys, right? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. We both have the Cowboys. Lady Edith is going to lose because she has <laughs> Somehow she picked the dolphin. There's, How did there, that even happen? I have no idea. Because it's a dolphin. It's a fish. I'm going to go tackle her. Did you see the... Did you see someone tweeted the logo where the where the dolphin has jumped out of screen? <laughs> I did. <laughs> They're not in the sun. All right. We both have the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, easy pick, really. When you're 21 and a half point favorites at home, uh, you should do well. But Lady Edith taking the fish. Um, we're moving on to Green Bay, where the Green Bay Packers host the Denver Broncos. 
how bad you got to be feeling right now, the Denver Broncos? You march down the field. You, you score the touchdown. You get the two-point conversion. You're up by one with 31 seconds left on the clock. That's a win. For anybody else, that is a W, yes? Unless you're the Dolphins or <laughs> the Jets. Or, but yes, yes, it should be locked for the in. Ma- okay, one. for the majority of the NFL teams, Most of you us take watching that, we're saying this game's over. We're 31 seconds. And so here's, here's how it played out. I'm at the Rams-Saints game. I've been seeing, you know, 13-6 the entire time. I'm like, oh, all right. Hey, man, Bears going to take care of business. I look over, and it says 14-13. And I was like, what happened? And the, 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 by this time, the, the Rams-Saints game is pretty much over, right? So I gotta, I'm trying to get the game up somewhere so that I can see what happens. Of course, with like a billion people in that stadium all on their phones, I couldn't get anything. So we start walking out, and I get the, the highlights of that game. So I immediately go to the end. I see the, the Broncos score the touchdown. They kick an extra point, actually, but there's an offsides by the Bears. So they get half the distance to the goal, try a two-point conversion, because let's go for the win. They get the two-point conversion. They're up by one. They're celebrating. They think they've won the game. Kickoff. Uh, just a decent return, nothing special. But then there's a completion. And then there's a completion and a quarterback roughing the quarterback. So another 15 yards. And then another completion right in the middle of the field. The guy goes down, calls a timeout, one second left. Now, it's a 53-yarder. It's still long. And the Bears are notoriously bad kicking the football. But they got a new guy. He knocks it through. They win the football game. And the Broncos lose by two. Now you're on the road in Green Bay. You're feeling the sting of the last two weeks. You've lost to the rival Raiders, which you hate. (laughs) You lost in spectacularly embarrassing fashion last week to the Bears. You have any hope of beating the Packers on a road? No. No. We still haven't seen exactly what the Packers are going to be on offense. We we, we saw for – It looked pretty good. Uh, Aaron Jones. Football. Yeah. Packers looked really good against Vikings. Yeah, then. what happened? They didn't score any points to the rest of that. See, that's one so, of the games I got so queued one, up. I want to watch one, it. The, the Vikings defense is stepped still – I mean, they're very good. So they, yeah. they adapted. They they stepped it up. The Packers kind of, uh, I think, went on a bit of cruise control because they right. figured we got this. On, I mean, it's 21 nothing. We can't lose now, can we? And right. Yeah, well. Yeah, you could. You were pretty Should close have. to giving that one away. Thanks to the refs. Don't get me started on that rant no, again. No, we're not going there yet. All right, all right. So, so yeah, I, I – Still don't know what we're going to see out of the Packers' offense. Yeah, but the, the but Broncos, we also have the Broncos' defense, which is, I think I heard today, they are the only defense in the NFL that has yet to get a sack. So yeah. unless something changes, they're not going because after Rodgers. Because they Rogers. don't have anybody you besides Rodgers. Sit Miller. back there and tear them apart. Uh, and that's exactly what Trubisky did. Yeah. So, I mean, if you let Rod, if you give Rodgers five, six seconds every snap to sit back there, he will find an open receiver. Everybody's and, and the doubling game's over. Von Miller. And they're saying nobody else can get to our quarterback. We're going to take your best defensive rusher away, and everybody's doing that. And if the Packers find a way to do that, it's game over because Aaron Rodgers will tear them apart. You got the Packers. I got the Packers. Look, eat a second win. The That's Green Bay two. Packers. All right. All right. We'll move on. The Kansas City Chiefs 
against the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens on the road, Kansas City's at home, Mahomes is a genius, four touchdown passes in one quarter. When's the last, where's my researcher? When's the last time anybody's done that? I'm I'm not going to be able to look that up in time, yeah. (laughs) I I love the fact that Mahomes is having another fantastic season, and we're really not talking about it. I know. I mean, it's more like it's it's become normal, so it's just. You know, it's kind of like the, the Jets stink. <laughs> okay, so we're watching. And Mahomes is winning. I, I see the scoreboard and it's 10 0, and I'm like, how are the Raiders beating the Chiefs? Are the Raiders really for real? And then, like, I swear to God, we went to get, uh, like, some chicken and we and a drink, and we came back to our seat, and it was 28 to 10. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. That's not even possible. Apparently, it is when you're Patrick Mahomes. I would like to take the Baltimore Ravens here. I like what I'm seeing from them on the defensive side of the ball. Certainly like what Lamar Miller is doing uh, at the quarterback position. And I like what the offense is doing for the Ravens. I just don't know they have what it takes to go on the road into Kansas City, Arrowhead, hostile environment, and the way Patrick Mahomes is playing football right now to get a W. So I'm going I'm to stick with the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm with the Chiefs. I, I... – Ravens have the talent, but I uh, they might sneak up on the Chiefs, but I don't think they're getting away with this yeah. one. Yeah, so uh, Lady Edith is taking the Baltimore Ravens. She's going against us, and so far she still just has two wins. All right, the Oakland Raiders travel to Minnesota to face the Vikings. <laughs> the Raiders would have to have an extraordinary game to go into Minnesota and beat the Vikings. Look, I'm not saying that the Vikings are fantastic, but the defense is really good. And if one thing that that I saw last week against the Chiefs when the Raiders were playing is that they once the Chiefs defense kind of elevated, you know, they took a ten nothing lead, and the Chiefs defense elevated. Derek Carr and that offense just looked absolutely stagnant. They they couldn't really do much um, afterwards, and and now you're going on the road again into Minnesota with a pretty stout defense. I don't think the the Raiders will have enough. Yeah, I, I don't think the Vikings are going to give Carr enough enough opportunities to no. to make his pass. I mean, no. he's Carr's got the arm that he can make passes if he's got time, but if he's rushed, if he has to scramble, he's not. He's just not going to make those off balance throws for thirty yards to catch right. an open receiver. Yeah, yeah, and I don't. And, and you know, uh, the other thing is with Terrell Williams, we don't. We're not sure if he's healthy enough. If he's going to play in this football game or not, he's questionable right now. And he's the go-to guy right now. So uh, I don't think the Oakland Raiders will have enough. The Vikings are favored by eight and a half. I don't know about that line. I think it's a little high. Uh, this is favorable because they're at home. But I, I wouldn't touch this game. But uh, I'd like the Minnesota Vikings to win. You've got the Minnesota Vikings to win. So that tells you that Lady Edith is on the Oakland Raiders. Yes. All right. Next uh, morning game, the New England Patriots hosting the New York Jets. So, they're already down their starting quarterback with mononucleosis. Mono yeah, for short. That, that, that one is interesting. Who gave it to him? Yeah, there are certain things you shouldn't be doing in clubs. Now, most people, yeah, well. well yeah. <laughs> okay. Their backup quarterback, Simeon, goes down to a pretty brutal injury. Yes. I don't know if you – your, I did your see foot it, yeah. should not be moving that way. No. How he was able to walk off the field on his own power, I don't know. 
but he's out. So now it's Falk. That's F-A-L-K, people. I said Falk. There, there, you gotta, there is an you L in there. Falk <laughs> <laughs> is the quarterback. I think the I think they're looking at bringing in another quarterback because they're gonna need a backup. Yeah, um, if, if if he had gone down, it was Bell that was there. Yeah, fourth maybe quarterback. Bell would have been the the fourth quarterback that had to take the snaps. That would have been an um, interesting uh, interesting look, game to see him do that. Jets aren't beating the Patriots even with Sam Donald. They're not gonna do it with Falk. So. I got the Patriots. The Patriots are favored by 22 and a half. They're probably going to cover. Yep. They're, they're, I, they're probably going to cover that. Yeah. I, I agree. That, that, <laughs> I don't see why they're not going to cover that. You got the Patriots. I got the Patriots. That means Lady Edith has the Jets. All right. Not really sure what she was thinking. <laughs> Final morning game. The Philadelphia Eagles host the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Oh, man, this could be good. I don't have the big, ugly, hairy cojones to take the Lions, although I kind of want to a little bit. Because the Eagles are, look, they're without their two top wide receivers, okay? Deshaun Jackson's going to be out. That's already official. Alshon Jeffries is most likely going to be out. He's questionable, and it's looking more like he's leaning towards not playing in the game. So you're, you're taking a, a, a lot of Carson Wentz's weapons away. And one thing I saw with the Atlanta Falcons is that they got after Carson Wentz, man. People are taking shots at Carson Wentz. He was in the t- in the blue tent like three times in that game against the Falcons on Sunday Night Football. I can't pull the trigger. Now, the Eagles started off at eight-and-a-half-point favorites. The Lions currently at their six-and-a-half-point favorites. 55% of the money's coming in on the Lions. That's how many people are taking. That's why that Lions coming down now. The Eagles are still favored. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm sorry. Did I, did no, I yeah, say you said, you yeah, said the no, Lions I, are favored by six. It did no, not, it did not have a 13-point swing. Yeah, yeah no, two-point swing. Yeah. It's, they're favored by six-and-a-half, but 55% of the money's coming in on the Lions, uh, which means that's why the number's coming down and down. Everybody's trying to – everybody's taking the Lions – and it's going to be a close game. I think the Lions will play a close game. I think they showed they showed the grit against the San Diego against the Los Angeles Chargers. I need to edit that. I just need to throw. No, it out. no, I'm not going to let you. <laughs> I'm not going to let you. I will right. sit here until you post the show. <laughs> that means I'm here all night. So be it. Yeah. So they showed against the Los Angeles Lions. Look, defensively, we could play with anybody. Um, and so I actually, I don't fear for him, but I, I do have some concerns for Carson Wentz's health. I told you at the beginning of the season, I don't think he lasts all 16 games. No, I don't think any of us thought he was going to. Yeah. And he almost went out last week. Did you see the shot he took? Oh, yeah. Ribs? Here come the Lions. Matt Patricia likes to get after the quarterback. I've got Philadelphia to win the game, but I won't be surprised if the Lions pull off the upset. If this was in Detroit. I'd be all over Detroit for this yep. game. But I'm I'm with you. I think only because it's it's a home game for Philadelphia do they pull this one out. Yeah, tight win at the end. You got the Eagles. I got the Eagles, which means Lady Edith. It's going with the Lions. Has the Lions. That's right. Okay, that is all the early games. Moving on to our afternoon game, four oh five on the East Coast. The Arizona Cardinals host 
the Carolina Panthers. Now, here's where it's a, a little interesting. I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals. They're at home, one. I just don't think Cam is right. Now, they're saying he might not play this game because of a different injury. I just don't think his shoulder's right. He doesn't look comfortable throwing the football. No, he does not. He doesn't look like he has a, a, a his regular throwing motion. Almost like he doesn't have the full range of exactly. motion. Exactly. Like, it's 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 kind of just like a little he's, he's ex- catching flicking it. it. He's flicking it. You, you kind of question how much of that might be a trainer or somebody telling him, you know, this to, to, prevent do, to prevent re-aggravating the, yeah. it. But, and, I, and I understand that. But, but that's not point, what we see with most other quarterbacks. Right. So unless it's, unless it's specific to that injury, it just it doesn't look right. Um, the Arizona Cardinals are getting two and a half points at home. They were actually three and a half plus three and a half at home. And I like the home dog in this one because uh, I actually think they're going to win outright. I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals to beat Carolina with or without, and especially without Cam Newton. So this is I'm I'm playing this as a game time decision because <laughs> it's all going to come down to whether or not Cam plays or not. Right. I think if he plays, Cardinals seem to be showing some signs of minor improvement. Signs of life. Yeah. Yep. So th- there there might be some method to the madness we've seen. But I think with Cam out there, even even with a bum up, bum elbow and not throwing everything the way he should, I still think he beats the Cardinals. But if he's not playing, I'm all over the Cardinals. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the with the. Uh, so you got the Panthers. The right Panthers now. now, but if Cam's not playing, I'm gonna be switching that. I've got the game. Arizona to be all ones, one one and one, one win, one loss, one tie. After this game, they'll take care of Carolina. And ladies is again on my side. I think the two games that she's with me on, she, she's gonna win those. The three games. Is it three now? Yeah. There you go. All right, the New York Giants travel to Tampa Bay to face the Buccaneers. (laughs) Should I say it's the end of an era, one would say. I I believe one might say that. One might say that. Eli Manning not starting for the New York Giants on the road. They're throwing in the rookie, and the rookie, they're they're picking the wrong game to throw the rookie out there. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because I know for a fact that Bruce Arians is going to come all after that kid. <laughs> He's going to throw everything and the kitchen sink at him. I like the Bucks to win. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I like the Bucks to win this one. I, I just don't see don't see the Giants this week somehow it all resurrecting the, the team that we don't expect to do anything to suddenly be great. So Not, not going to be able to put it all together. And Lady Edith to get her fourth win? This would be her fourth, yep. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. She's honest. She's not as well. She at least got wind of the Daniel Jones report and was able to pick Tampa. Uh, next uh, afternoon game, the Los Angeles Chargers finally at home getting to host the Houston Texans. Ooh, scary, scary this game. I'm, I'm not sure about this one. I'm against the fries. So, I like the Sandy. <laughs> I'm just saying it now just to piss myself off. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go with that one. Yep. Yeah. I just can't. Eventually. Kidding. The Los Angeles Chargers, look, they're, they're coming back home. I know that that 
loss to the Lions got to stink. It's got to sting a little bit because I think they they led in almost every category, and you lose the football game. Um, that can't be good for Los Angeles. And uh, there was something. There was just something off with. I, I don't know if it was being on the road again, and uh, I just don't know. I think Philip Rivers and the Chargers put it all back together at home, and they take care of Houston because look, Houston. They've been a little bit of an enigma. Houston should be 0-2. Okay. Yes, they should. They, they should be 0-2. How they let the Saints come back to win that football game week one, I don't know. And last week, they were three inches away. That's how close Leonard Fournette got to converting the two-point conversion to winning that football game for Jacksonville last week. It would have killed a lot of people in the survivor pool. How's that one-point win? Me included, Steve? yes. How's that one-point win feel? Well, fantastic. Second week in a row, one-point win. So you had Seattle week one, they won by a point. Right. Houston week one, they won by a point. Yeah. That is a strength of victory of two. Two. Over yes. two weeks. That's that's good. That's good. Get that, them all that, out that's system. skill. That right? is, I'm going to go behind that being skill, not yes. complete dumb blind luck. <laughs> so there is a person who – is taking the He's got the exact opposite yeah, of this spectrum. They took Baltimore week one over Miami, New England over Miami, and they're plus ninety two. L- little different. <laughs> plus ninety two. A little bit more confident in their wins than than mine. Plus two for Steve. Plus ninety two. We but, actually but at got the end Katie. of the day, we're so, tied. That's right. So Katie Harris, you won the the weekly pick 'em on our on mm-hmm. our thing again is said Stephen again that's two weeks in a row bud I think a couple of us tied yes and Katie who was shows in second she sent me she sends me an IM on Facebook She's like why didn't I win I had my tiebreaker I only missed by five points yet Steve's in first place uh, Katie I don't control the <laughs> website who they put first to second I don't I will put you in my mind Katie I will. I will put you as number one. You beat Steve because Steve's uh, tiebreaker was you were off by like oh, 20 yeah. points. So A little bit, yeah. So you missing by five, and I ch- I did verify it. She she had 21 as the as the as the total sure. points. She knew it was going to be a stinker of a, a game, apparently. But yeah, she she barely missed. She she should be number one, Steve. So for, for we're going to put you down. for this week for this week. Yeah, for this week. But overall. Overall, I'm still holding the number one. The number one. How slot. the heck did I get four games back? Just like I blink of an eye, just like that, I'm four games back. Yeah, you had a rough week. I did. Nine and seven's not bad, but it it was not good. It was not good. I took too many dogs. Too many dogs. Won't happen again. All right, where were we? Chargers. Chargers. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. I got this. Yeah, you I, don't. I don't. You and I'm, Lady Edith got the Houston Texans. What's going on? Explain I, yourself. I, I think that Texans defense is still strong enough, yep. and I don't think the the Colts are going to – or not, Jesus. <laughs> At least I call them Chargers. <laughs> you know, as long as I get the first letter right, it's all that matters. <laughs> all so. Saints, Seahawks, yeah, got them all, whatever. They're all the same. I don't think the Chargers defense is going to be able to hold back that the, what's remaining of our, of our Texans offense. So. Okay. I, I think they managed to pull this one off on the road. I, uh, while I still have faith in the long run on the on the Chargers to compete for the division, I just for some reason I've I've got this one as uh, you know Texans as an underdog. I think they're going to pull this off. What are All they? Right. They're let's 
the Chargers, the Chargers by three. are favored by three and a half. So. Three and a half. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, there you go. And Lady Edith is with you there. I'm not going to give her that win. That's not one of the wins I'm giving. Okay. We, we beg to differ there. but yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers travel to San Francisco to face the red-hot 2-0 San Francisco 49ers. (laughs) I don't like to see the San Francisco 49ers winning. I'm just going to be honest right now. I don't like it. Jeremy right now is throwing his freaking headset across the room. That's all right, Jeremy. I'm still your friend. (laughs) (laughs) But they're doing good. They spanked the bejesus out of Cincinnati last week. I did not see that coming at all. All. They, I mean, they, they have all. quietly had a very good season so far. Yeah. I mean, two weeks in, but yeah. I mean, they beat the Bucks thirty-one seventeen. Yep. And then, I mean, apparently their defense can only give up seventeen. That's points. it. What was it? Forty-two seventeen. Forty-one seventeen. Forty-one seventeen. Forty-one seventeen beatdown of the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think that offense can definitely run with anybody, and yeah. While I don't believe the Steelers' season is done, I just don't see them it's gonna matching take a couple the, games. the offensive production that we've seen out of the 49ers. Yeah, it's going to take a couple games for Mason Rudolph to get on board and, and get it all in, soak it all in. Look, it's tough. Look, for like Mason and, and, and Teddy Bridgewater and Daniel Jones, for these guys who've like, look, they don't get a lot of practice. All right? It's not like when you're practicing and getting ready for a game, it's first-string quarterback in there all the time. They might bring the second-string guy in for, you know, five, six practice plays, and then, boom, you got the starter right back in there again because you got to get the starter ready, right? So they're doing all they can by watching the film and, and prepping, watching, you know, game tape and stuff like that. But you're not under the center taking all the snaps. So they haven't done that all season. Now you're going to do it this week, but it's going to take you a couple weeks to kind of absorb that and get ready to play football. Uh, I don't think uh, the Steelers will be ready. I'm going to take San Francisco 49ers out. Yep, I'm I'm with you on the 49ers. My only concern here is it's their first home game without Roethlisberger. Are they are they getting that Brown syndrome of first home game? We now have some expectations and they just lay an egg. They so better not lay eggs. My only concern that that this might not go the 49ers way, but I'm I'm confident that that's not going to happen. No leg I, I don't egg. I don't believe the 49ers have had enough success recently to coast at any point. Right. So you and I have San Francisco. Lady Edith is, of course, on the Pittsburgh Steelers. All Last right. uh, afternoon game, the Saints and Seahawks. Yes. Ah, I kind of skipped over them. You did. I was trying to cover for you. I was trying not to do that game. I feel sad for the Saints. I'm a little hurt. I was a little hurt, mostly because I lost my pick last week. I hate to lose a pick because the starting quarterback goes down. I, I hate that more than – I think I hate that more than anything. I hate that more than peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Bad refereeing. And I hate – oh, no, I hate that more. I hate bad refereeing more. And I witnessed it firsthand. I was the only one in the stands. Of course, I'm surrounded by Rams fans, okay? And it's not like I had any Saints gear on or anything. There were plenty of Saints fans out there. But I hate how everybody was like, that's not a touchdown. It's a freaking touchdown, man. The ball came out before he even threw the ball. He picked it up. He scooped it. He scored. That's a touchdown. Of course, when they announced it wasn't a touchdown, everybody went crazy. But I was like, but it was a bad call. What do you do? You want them to say again? You won because of another blown call? I, yeah, I hate that more than anything. 
So I, I hate losing a pick because the quarterback went down to injury almost as much as bad officiating in the National All football. right, that's more accurate. There you go. There you go. Um, I got the Seahawks. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think the Saints will be fine. I just – that environment, I've been in that environment in Seattle. It is crazy loud. The Saints have already gone up there with Drew Brees and lost. So I know that, you know, the Seahawks can take care of business. And Seattle is, you know, they're quietly putting together a very good season. And there's not a lot of people that thought that Seattle was really going to do much. Do you know? Uh, I mean, I, I'm gonna, I got to check. I mean, they, I have a, they have a margin of victory of three points. Well, uh, sure. They have, a, but, you know. But they they beat the Bengals and then they beat and then they, they beat the Steelers. So they the Steelers. So they've 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 maybe won a game here that we wouldn't have given them normally. Yeah, that that's true. But here's the crazy thing: didn't we there didn't we both pick the Steelers last week? Three teams, one, two, three, three teams in the NFC West that are two and zero. You have the Rams, the 49ers, and the Seahawks sitting atop that division, tied at two and zero. Now. We're going to find out pretty quickly about the 49ers and the Seahawks, whether they're for real. This will be a good game test for the Seahawks. I, I, I mean, it's not the same Saints team without Drew Brees, but it's still a pretty good one. If they win this one, they go to 3-0, whew, that division's going to get really interesting. Yes, in it NFC is. West. Uh, but I got, the, I got the Seahawks. I've got, the, got Seahawks. the Seahawks. Lady Edith's fifth win, the Seattle Seahawks. She's on board with us. All right, we move to Sunday night football where the Cleveland Browns, fresh after playing on Monday night football, now get to host a Sunday night football game. Unfortunately for them, it's the Los Angeles Rams. (laughs) I, I said it earlier in the show, I'll say it again. This is my line for this game. If the Cleveland Browns play how they played against the New York Jets on Monday night football, they get smashed. They are going to get destroyed. They have to do something about Baker Mayfield taking these hits that he's taking. He can't. He's not gonna last all season if you let defensive linemen get at him like that. Now look, Aaron Donald got hurt for the Rams in that game against the Saints. Most likely, he's gonna play in this football game. Either way, that defense for the Rams flies around and they hit hard. That opening drive for the Saints, they were marching down the field. They hit and they they came and they popped. Uh, Jared, uh, I, want, I was going to say Jared Goff, but Jared Cook, the tight end for the for the Saints, he caught the ball and he took a shot and that ball went up in the air and pick changed the whole first quarter because of that hit. That's how fast these Rams fly around to the football. I just don't think the Browns can can handle it. I got the Rams. I'm with you on the Rams. I I I do have a question whether or not. McVeigh has lost some of his luster. Now okay. that may mean that he hasn't lost anything, but maybe defenses are starting to figure out how to defend what he's putting out there. So that that's where we'll. We, I, I'm not yet sold that the Rams are the Rams what we've seen the last two years. I think part of what we've what we're seeing these first two games is, is I think it's rust. I don't care what anybody wants to say about the preseason and these starters not playing. You got to play some football at full speed. So, in ten years ago, yeah, when we had starters, more starters playing more preseason. How much of the preseason did they really play? They would play a series or two the first game, two to three series the second game, 
and they would play three quarters in that third game. Three full-out, okay. go-out quarters in that so, third preseason So let's game. call it over four weeks of preseason, they would play a game's a game. worth of... Absolutely. Okay, we're two games in. I mean, they've been practicing this entire time. Right. I understand that practice is not the same as, as live game. I, so so week one, I, I'm buying into Rust. You haven't really had the full speed yep. game simulation or game, game speed going. Week two, by now, you should have figured that out. If, if you are a team, the Patriots don't have that problem. No, but they, they play. I think Brady took – he took – he was – okay, for this is Tom Brady. This is the oldest quarterback in the league, right? And he took 48 snaps in the preseason. That's crazy. He, the older you get, the less snaps you should, you should have. Be taking, yeah. Right? He's taking more. And Mahomes, I think, was second with like 30 snaps in the preseason. Even you know what you got in Patrick Mahomes. He don't need to have him take 30 snaps in the preseason. But look, those guys are humming. Right? They're humming. Right. They took the most snaps in the preseason. They are humming. They know how fast their receivers are going to run their routes. They know exactly where their receivers. Because I saw Jared Goff miss some passes like, dude, you weren't even close to the receiver. He didn't know where the receiver was going to be. He did have a really pretty pass to Brandon Cooks, man, in that first quarter. It was like 50. It was a, the ball traveled 50 yards in the air. Yeah. It was it was pretty sweet. And, and all, all of my comments aside, th- this – my questioning no. whether the Rams are, are what they were in the past, they've still put up 30 and 27 points yeah. in the first two weeks. So th- it's not that – I mean, there's – I just don't see there's any way the Browns put up 30 points. points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're going to need to put up 30 points to beat the Rams. And, right. And the Ram- I mean, they, they put up 30 and 27 against the Panthers and the Saints. No, but uh, to agree with you in, on the point that you're making, I think a lot of people are taking that Super Bowl. They're looking at what the Patriots did. How did they stop all these crossing routes? And then, of course, they didn't have Cooper Cup. Right. And it, that, that makes kid, a big difference. That kid is pretty special. So, all that being said, I don't think the Cleveland Browns can match that defensively. I think the offense will, will be will be good. Yep. Completely in agreement. We least, have the Rams. At least I am. Lady Edith. It's going with the Browns. How's the Cleveland Browns? All right. Final game, Monday Night Football. The Chicago Bears travel to our nation's capital to face the Washington Redskins. <laughs> I got the Bears. You got the Bears. Lady just gets her sixth win. She's got the Bears. That's it. Done. So all we need to say here. What? What is Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Washington Redskins, what is he got to be thinking? Look, I, he's got Gruden, and I think it's the wrong Gruden, but he's got a Gruden there. He has a Gruden. That's, he has a Gruden. A, that, that should um, be the bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington the Redskins, Redskins, we have a we, Gruden. <laughs> That, you know, you've inspired me. I'm gonna have to post. <laughs> I'm gonna have to post a, a slogan for every team now. I'm gonna have to. And that's the run. We just came up with the Redskins. We have a Gruden. Um, <laughs> look, they just don't look good in any phase of the game. Enough's enough. At some point, right? I think this is this is Jay's. I want to say sixth season as the head coach of the maybe seven. Something, and, yeah. They have not been competitive in a lot of these seasons. I think that when they had RG3 was their most competitive season, and that was only his rookie year. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't care. They're, they're my rival. So, you know, they could 
They could keep him for as long as they want to keep him, as far as I'm concerned. Chicago goes in there, and they take care of business. Look, Chicago better hurry up and wake up, though. They're, if they want to compete for the NFC North, they need to wake up because they're kind of sleepwalking. You know, they, they, their they, offense is sleepwalking. They scored three points against Green Bay and lost in the opener. They travel to Denver, and it takes a miracle of a 53-yard field goal to get that win. Game they shouldn't have won. They should be 0-2. They should be sitting there 0-2. They should thank their lucky stars they're 1-1, and and they need to wake up offensively. Or else, they're going to start hearing Bluebirds, and Trubisky's going to start hearing Bluebirds because they're like, this is not the offense that's going to get us to, the, to where we want to go. I'm pretty sure in that Packers-Bears game, first game, they were hearing Bluebirds already. Yeah, that's true. They were. Yeah, I mean, the Bears, they, they've got to they've win this game against the Redskins, which I, I think they will. Because then they host the Vikings, which Oof. that could There's go either way. Yep. And, I mean, the Bears' defense is is really, really good, but so is the Vikings' defense is not to, to be overlooked, and neither offense, I mean, kind of very similar offenses there. Then they've got the Raiders, Saints, Chargers, Eagles. Finally, they get the Lions, which... And yeah, we don't know what the Lions are going to be at that point. But we all have the Bears. Edith's getting six wins. If she gets more than six wins... Ice cream. Ice yep. cream. Ice cream. Okay. All right. There you go. That's all the time we have, except it's time for me to give you this week's lock of the week. And I am going to take six and a half points, the Green Bay Packers. I really think the Packers at home, are the Broncos are not going to pose a contest. Um, I think Green Bay goes out early and they hold out, and they will cover the six and a half points. Definitely got it in them to win by a touchdown. They are 2-0 and oh against the spread so far this season. Take the Packers, lay the points, it'll give you a win. That's where I'm going. I, I like that one. That's where I'm going with my dinero. So right where are you now, going with the challenge? 71% of the money right now is coming in on the Packers and laying the 6.5. Um, yes, I have to pick a challenge game. So we have uh, – I have Atlanta, you have the Colts. Uh, I, you have Carolina, I have Arizona, I have the Chargers, you have Houston. I think that's it. That's it. Yep, right? those are your options. Yeesh. 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 Buying the Falcons. I'm all in with the Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons over the Colts. All right. There you go. I'm we're riding the Colts second week in a row, apparently. Yes, we're going to lock that in. Atlanta Falcons, Indianapolis Colts. I've got Atlanta. Steve's got the Colts. That is your second challenge. Third challenge game. Did we cut the first one? It was a tie. Third challenge game of the year. And we're locking uh, the Green Bay Packers minus six and a half to cover by a touchdown at home against the Denver Broncos. All right. That's all the time we have. Thank you for listening. I'm Stephen Miranda. I'm Steve Fry. And you've been listening to NFL Rants and Raves. We're out. <laughs>